0: The top five sales tips that every entrepreneur must know and understand if they wanna make money are, let's recap number one. You gotta paint a picture for the person of where they are currently, where they wanna be, and present your offer in a way that shows them that you can get them from point A to point B. The more detailed you get, the more crystal clear it becomes and the more you can show them exactly how you're gonna help them get there. And then present your offer in a way that makes sense. That's number one. Number two. You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and today, we're not going to be boring. We're going to talk about sales and how to make that money, 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 money. Now you're like, Josh, why do you have $3,000 cash in your hand? Why do you have all this cash? Guys... I'm trying not to be boring on this episode what josh you boring never i know i don't think i am that boring either but here's the thing i i'm going back and i'm always trying to oh gosh i love looking at cash guys for those of you listening on audio i have this stack of like three thousand dollars in cash in my hand i'm gonna explain why i have this here and just well actually i'm gonna explain right now guys I watch a lot of my episodes back, right? I, I try to get better. I listen to the stories that I tell. A lot of this the, the stories that I tell, I'm I'm you know, prepping and I'm trying to figure out how to tell them better. So I listen to a lot of my episodes and um, I critique myself a lot, right? And so I was reading, I was reading of how to make podcast episodes better. And they said if you're doing a show, if you have a TV or you're doing YouTube or whatever use props. Props can be entertaining. And I was like, Ooh, Ooh, this is a sales episode here today. We're gonna talk all about sales, the five top sales tips that every entrepreneur must know. And I thought, well, I've got cash and uh, I've got a, a shirt. Check this out, guys. Uh, I got a, a shirt that says cashflow king. What? Look at that. On audio, you can't see it, but shout out Brad Gibbon, and Riley over at cashflow tactics. They sent me the shirt. I was like, gosh, I am the cashflow king. I make it rain. Um, this cash, well, it's not this exact cash. This cash, uh, we just picked up another deal, close to twenty-five hundred dollar deal over the weekend. Got paid on a seven thousand dollar deal um, for hitting our marks on one of our client launches. I just I felt like I had to do this. And guys, since I have cash, I feel like I feel like I have to get a thumbnail. All right, so let me spread this cash out right now. Ready, ready, ready. We're gonna hold this up. What? Hold for the thumbnail. Okay, now we got our thumbnail. We're good. All right, guys, welcome back. We're not gonna be boring. We're gonna use uh, cash. I don't, I don't do this just to flaunt. I do it to, I do, do it to get attention though. Um, people people watch, watch it more when I, when I hold cash in my hand, but that does not provide you any value. It does get you to watch. So now that I have you watching, now that you're here, let's dive in and provide massive amounts of value on this episode. We're gonna talk sales today, guys, because sales, sales is the thing that will keep you alive. Sales is the thing that uh, will grow your business, will get you paid, will make your life easier. You know, sales don't bring happiness. Well, they say, Money doesn't bring happiness, but gosh darn it, it puts a good down payment on it. it makes it easier. Guys, we're gonna talk about sales today. Um, and um, hold on, I, I gotta talk one more, one more thing here before, before we dive in. See my hat right now? Guys, I struggle with my hats. I love my hats. But when you got headphones on and you're doing episodes, I don't know whether it looks better. Let me take off this. Forward or, or backwards. And with this particular hat that I'm wearing, I have my thing, Different Theory hat on. You can kind of see this, right? It doesn't like... It doesn't really fit on my ears, right? Cause the hat's blocking it. So backwards doesn't really work well. And I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like this doesn't look cool. My white hat, my USA hat, I like wearing backwards, but this thing, different theory hat, I think I got to wear this way, but then, you know, the yellow and the white, I don't know kind of matches. I'm trying to like match my clothes. Leah's got me on this whole kick. All right, I don't know what do you guys think. Think different theory hat, forwards or backwards? USA hat, forward or backwards? Let me know down in the comments below. Shoot me a message on Instagram. And if you haven't hit that subscribe button and you're listening on audio, make sure to hit that subscribe button, YouTube, on iTunes, on wherever you're listening, and we'll do that. All right, guys, um, seriously though, let's talk talk some sales. Uh, um, I wanna get straight to the point here now that you guys are tuned in, you're listening, you're ready to rock and roll. Because guys, I see a lot of people making mistakes in their sales and their little mistakes, but they're costing you lots and lots of money, all right? And so I wanna break down the five top sales tips that every entrepreneur needs to know, needs to master. They're not even tips, they're core principles of sales that you need to know you need to master if you want to close more deals. Now, um, I have closed over $2 million in sales and in deals in my lifetime. My students have also closed over $2 million. We're closing in at about $5 million, almost collectively between us. So we're getting up there. We know a few things about sales. I coach uh, 80 students every single month, roughly 60 to 80, depending upon how many are there. Uh, Every single month on sales, we do sales calls. I analyze um, sales calls, sales scripts, Offers, everything like that. So, I'm going to break down the top five things that I believe every single person in sales should do because right now, more than ever, guys, you need to be selling. We talked about this. If you have a good product, if you have a good service, if you believe in it, if you know it can get someone a result, right now, more than ever before, is the time to be out there and selling, selling and serving. If you don't have a good product or service, stop selling, go get. Or create a good product or service and then come back and sell, sell, sell. Selling is what is going to keep you alive. It's what's going to help other businesses. It's what's going to help the economy. It's what's going to help us get through this terrible time with the coronavirus. Sales are important and we're going to dive through here. Okay. So are you ready? The top five sales tips that every entrepreneur must know. All right. I got I to gotta tell you a story to, to bring context to, to number one. So my first, my first sales coach ever, all right, his name was E. That's what he went by. Actually, to this day, I have no idea what his real name is. I was living in my 400, I don't know, it was like 400, I caught my $400 a month apartment. I don't know if it was 400, it was like 450, I think a month, something like that. It was under $500 a month. So I caught my $400 a month apartment. It was my first apartment that I ever moved out uh, of the house to. So I, I leave my parents' house, I go to this apartment. It was in uh, Canterbury Green, Canterbury Green, Indiana, um, or in Canterbury Green Apartments. In Fort Wayne, Indiana, and so I moved down there. I'm in there, and I'm you know trying to make money, and I'm trying to you know be successful and all that. I have this job selling insurance, going door to door selling life and health insurance to businesses. So these are group policies. I suck at it; it's terrible. I knocked on 500 doors that summer. I uh, drove around uh, like business doors, made one sale. Um, that sale basically you know fed me for the year, uh, and I wasn't making a whole lot of money. So I thought, you know what, I need to learn sales better. I'm going to go hire a sales coach. So, um, this was, uh, sh- after I had purchased my first Instagram course, I had purchased my Instagram course, but I had not yet gone and uh, had any real success selling services or anything like that. And I hired this coach. His name is E. And I will tell you, it was the weirdest thing because we talked, the sales call was almost four hours long, four hours. And I was like, Dang, but he convinced me in this four hour period of time to pay him money. Now, I had had a little bit of money saved up. I was still driving for Uber at this time, still flipping stuff on Facebook and Craigslist. I had my job, I was working. My paycheck was about $540 a week, I think, after taxes. So I wasn't making a whole ton of money, but I had like a couple grand saved up and he wanted $10,000 for his sales program. And I was like, dude, there's, there's no way. I don't have, there, I just don't have $10,000. Like to me, that's so much money at this time, right? And so we go, we sit down and we agree. I had three thousand dollars in my emergency savings. I think it was thirty-five hundred dollars. I ended up giving him three thousand dollars. I went to like five hundred dollars down to my name. I was freaking out, but it turns out that was a really, really good decision, right? And so I get in there. He starts teaching me about these sales, and he he basically tells me, and I look back now and it was terrible advice, but it worked. I'm gonna explain why here. He basically tells me, "Hey, Josh, listen, you just you just got to keep talking, right? Like you get on the sales call and you just keep talking." Now. I had done that and I wasn't seeing much success with this, right? But as I went through and I would sit on sales call after sales call after sales call and I would listen to his sales call, I started to realize these patterns. And what I realized was that what he was doing on the sales call was he was trying to figure out where the person was, right? He was trying to figure out that they were in pain, if they were in pain and then he was trying to figure out where they wanted to go. Now, he was this older guy, old school. He was from New York, right? He was a New Yorker. So his philosophy was just talk to everybody. And if you just sit on enough sales calls, if you just keep them talking long enough, you'll eventually talk them into the sale. But as I kept listening and I kept going through, I started to realize that what he was doing was he was putting them in this place and he was asking them questions, a million different questions to get them you know, in, in a place to, to understand what they were struggling with and what their pains were and why they wanted to change and all that. And then he would go and he would figure out where they wanted to be and then he would try to sell them and try to close them on that. But it would take him like four or five hours because he wouldn't shut up. He would just talk and talk and talk. He talked like 75% of the call. And I was like, all right, I'm not sitting on three or four hour phone calls, right? Like that just doesn't, that's not worth my time, Right? I'm not going to teach somebody else to do that. Now, I did at the beginning because I didn't know any better, but I started to recognize these patterns and I thought, okay, I wonder if I just went and instead of doing, you know, this whole long pro I mean, it, it, I'm sorry. I, I started, I looked at him and said, all right, I'm going to go do this, but I'm going to make sure that I'm doing what he's doing. And I did. And the, the thing that I noticed was I would go and I would get this person to tell me exactly where they were right? They would tell me, man, I'm struggling. And and I was selling Instagram services at the time, right? They'd say, man, I want to get on Instagram, right? I'm not quite sure uh, where to get started. I'm not quite sure, but you know, um, you know, how I'm gonna grow my business using it. And they would tell me all these objections. They'd figure out like, okay, they're in pain here. They they want more followers because they wanna grow their business. They wanna get customers from it. They wanna have a, a more social presence. They wanna catch this trend, right? This is where they were. Where they wanted to be was they wanted to have a following of 10 or 20,000 followers. They wanted to be able to sell their audience stuff. like and, and so they would tell me where they were and they were telling me where they were at. And I was like, oh, oh. This is literally my job to come in there and just show them that I can get them from where they are to where they wanna be. And if I do that, I will sell them. And I went back to E and I was like, E, I see you doing this. He's like, yeah, of course, that's exactly what I'm doing. I was like, why didn't you just lead with that? Like that would make so much more sense. So guys, step number one, tip number one of the top five sales tips that every entrepreneur needs to know is that on a sales call, during a sales conversation, whether this conversation is an actual phone conversation, whether this takes place via a sales video, whether this takes place during in funnel steps, your job is to help the prospect identify incredibly, incredibly clearly where they are right now. Get them to admit it, get them to say it out loud, right? And then also get them to admit that where they wanna be, have a very, very clear understanding of their goals. And then come in and present your offer in a way that shows them that you can get them from point A to point B. That is step number one, all right? or, or, or tip number one. Where are they at? Where do they wanna go? How can you present your offer in a way that bridges those two gaps? That's what you need to be doing. And so I would go and on these calls, I started just going and like asking very specific questions. And I realized that, you know, there's whole different ways that I could go with this. I'm not gonna spend too much time here because I wanna continue moving on to the next step. But I started realizing that if I could control who I was getting on the phone with, if I could ask better application questions before I got on the phone, I could really get clear on who was getting on that phone call before I even started talking to them. And I could really, really shorten up the conversation. And that's what I'm gonna get into to step number two here, okay? So number one, tip number one, Get them to admit why they're, why they're in pain and where they're currently at. Get them to tell you exactly where it is that they wanna go. If they don't know those two things, coach them through on the call, right? Like walk them through. Don't tell them how to get there, but like go through and, and show them where they're at. Get them to admit that. Put them in, in this state of, yes, this is where I'm at. That's where I wanna be. How do I get there? Because if you show them like, hey, that's very, very clearly where you're going. That's very, very clearly where it is. And then you come in and say, now here's my program. It will literally get you right there. Here's my product or service. It will literally get you right there. Then they're gonna be sold on it. All right? So that's tip number one. Tip number two. I'm gonna go back to the story. I'm sitting there. I'm watching E and I kind of got a little bit ahead of myself in the first story. So you already heard a little bit of this, right? I'm sitting there, I'm watching E and I'm like, E, dude, I'm sitting on these sales calls and I'm closing like 30% of them, which wasn't bad for me at the time, considering I had closed one out of 500. What was that? You know, my per- percentage was what? 0.2 or, you know, 0.2%. So I wasn't great. Now I'm closing 30% of my calls, but I'm like, dude, I'm sitting on three or four hour calls with people and I get on 10 sales calls. I close three people. That means seven times three or four hours. We're talking like 20 to 30 hours of my time. I'm literally wasting and not being able to close the deals. I'm like, there's got to be a better way to do this. And he insures me, no, listen, Josh, like if you just follow it, if you just follow what I tell you to do, you're going to make money. And I'm like, well, I have made money, but there's got to be a better way to do this. And so I started, you know, I'm a talker. E was a major talker. And I started listening to Some different sales books and I started listening to different sales conversations and I started reaching out to different people. And I remember someone, I don't even remember who it was, but I remember reading that people want to be understood. People want to be heard. And that the way that to do that is by having them talk and by you listening. And if you listen to someone, I think it's actually a relationship book that I was reading, but they were like, Hey, basically, if you listen to somebody, they're going to feel understood. That's going to build trust. So, the way you get to know someone is not by talking, but by asking questions and listening. And I thought about that. I was like, okay, I wonder if there is a way that instead of me having to talk for four hours, I could go, I could shut up, I could only ask the questions that need to be asked, let the sale, I mean, let the prospect do all the talking and wrap these conversations up quicker and still make the sale. And that's exactly what I did. I started going, I would get on these phone calls, and I'd be like, so tell me about yourself. And they would go and they talk for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. I would, I would ask them some more questions throughout it. Oh, okay, tell me a little bit more about that. Oh, tell me how much revenue you're making in your business. Oh, tell me what your struggles are here. And these people would literally just open up and tell me everything that I needed to know. And I was like, it literally took me two hours to pry peop- pry that information out of people when I was doing all the talking. But now when I just ask them the, the questions that I need, they tell me in 20 minutes. I'm like, this is amazing. And so I did that. And then I would ask them about where they wanted to be. And they would be, they would tell me exactly where they wanted to be. I was like, okay, you just did all my work for me. Great. And then I would literally go and I would say, okay, let me recap this for you. You're here. You have these problems. You want to be here. You have uh, with these uh, desires or like these goals. I'm like, sweet. Oh, I can get you there. I've done that a million times. Okay, great. I said, cool. I can help you with that. Here's how swoop in with my offer tie from point A to point B. And I started closing the deals. My closing percentage went from like 30% to 50%, 60%. And I was like, this is amazing. I talk now less than 30% of my sales calls. I suit for 25%, but I talk for less than 30% of the time on the calls. I want my prospect talking 70%. A tip number two that every entrepreneur needs to know, shut up, talk less, sell more stuff. If you talk less and you ask better questions, okay? You ask the questions that, you're a prospect. When they answer, they're literally telling you the information that you need to know to pull them from point A to point B and get that information out of them. You will make so much more money in so much shorter of a period of time. And your, your prospect will love you more for it because they will trust you more for it because they will feel more understood because they're the one that did the talking and not you. And I was like, huh? Back on these four-hour conversations, I would talk for three hours of it, three hours and 30 minutes of it. They would talk for 30 to 40 minutes. Now I talk for 15 minutes, they talk for 30 to 40 minutes and I get the same result and I just save myself three hours of time. Boom, right? Talk less, ask better questions, follow a structure of a call and you will be able to have a lot more success with this. So number one, on the call, your job is to get them to admit where they're in pain, get them to admit where they wanna go and then present your offer in a way that bridges that gap. Number two, or tip number two, is you do that by shutting up, by talking 30% or less of the call and asking the questions so that you control that conversation and they give you exactly the information that you need. That is step number or tip number two of where we're at here today. How are we doing on time? All right, we're good. All right. Number three. Oh, 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 oh. This is good. This one's good. Going back to the story. I, I, it's interesting to me, guys. I got to pause here real quick. It's interesting to me how. The, like when I go back and I like look at different stories in my life, like di- look at the progression of things that had happened, how it's so relevant to today and what so many people are going through. And it's encouraging because back in the day when I first got started, I thought I was the only one that struggled with sales. I thought I was in this state of like, I can never close high ticket. Charging $350 for services was an astronomical amount of money, $350, right? Like I won't get on the phone with someone for $350 for, for a consulting session anymore, Right. Right. I'm about 300 to $500 an hour. Okay. So like here I was doing weeks of services, months of services for three. And I thought I couldn't sell them. But when I realized that like, hey, everybody goes through these patterns. We all learn roughly the same way. We have different stories, different events that happen that teach us that, but really sales is the same thing for everyone. That was so encouraging to me because that way I understood, oh, I'm not, not like, I'm not an exception to the rule. Sales is a learnable skill. I can do this now, and I went from making three hundred fifty dollars a sale to five hundred dollars a sale to fifteen hundred dollars a sale to forty five hundred dollars a sale to fifteen thousand dollars in a sale. You know what I mean? And it just started going up as I got better at these principles, which is really encouraging. So let me go back. I'm sitting there now, and I figured out, oh, I can do a sales call in one hour now and still make a sale instead of four hours. It's amazing. I'm chugging along. I started noticing this pattern. I was like, huh. Some of the sales I would go and I would. I would uh, I'd have great success with them. I would close them. I was offering the same stuff. The person was in the same exact position as these other people I would get on the phone with. And I would go through the same stuff. I'd put them in state of pain. I'd put them in a place there. And I was like, well, uh, why am I not closing? Like, why am I only closing half of them? They seem to be the same person. They seem to have the same problems. So I was like, okay, what? Like, what is it? How can I figure out what I'm doing? And so- my next step, I'm actually, it's it's tips three and four. All right, it's tips three and four because I had to do, realize step number three or tip number three before I realized tip number four. So what I did is I started realizing and I was actually watching Sam Ovens at the time when I started realizing that these patterns and I was like, all right. Sam says, in order for you to be able to know what's going right and wrong on calls, you first have to record your calls so that you go can go back and listen to them. I was like, okay, that makes sense. But, you know, is that enough? Like, is that all I have to do is just go back and listen to them? That's going to reveal me the answers. And then he said something that really stuck with me. He said, all right, listen, when, when someone does a science experiment, right, they have to have two things. They have to have like a, a, a test version of it, right, a master version. What's that called? Um, oh my god. The, the, the oh my gosh, I can't think of the terminology of it. They have two experiments, right? They do one, which is they don't change, and then the one where they make edits to you, and then they compare the two of them. This is your control, right? Your control, and then this is your variable, your test one. And I was like, all right. And he said, so in order to do that, you have to follow the same guidelines. You have to follow the same principles of it. So if you're doing, if you're not following a script on a sales call, if you're not using the same format throughout your sales call, you're not gonna know what's working or what's not because you're doing it different every single time. So it's like, oh my gosh. So not only do I need to record my sales calls, I actually need to follow a script. I need to follow a pattern in my calls. And then that way I can have my my control, right? My master, and then I can, look at the adjustments and if I go, okay, if this one's working, I know, and then I do these adjustments, this one works better, this one works worse, I can compare it back to this. And that's when I realized I needed to follow a call structure. I needed to follow a script for my sales process. And so what I did is I, I went through and, and through a, a, an immense amount of going back and listening to calls and figuring out what I was doing. I, I built out this script. Now this script has evolved over the course of the past couple of years. And now it's my, you know, my ultimate sales framework, my ultimate sales script that has closed millions of dollars in sales for my students and myself. Um, I actually break down... Uh, and I talk a lot about this script and the process of this script in my, my sales guide. So if you want a copy of my free sales guide, it's called the Ultimate Sales Framework. I will put the links to that down below in the uh, on YouTube and on iTunes. If you're watching on Facebook, um, um, I'll just tell you here as well. If you go to www.salesandmindset.com slash free sales guide. I know it's a little bit longer, but sales... And mindset.com slash free sales guide. We will link that down below. I talk about the ultimate sales framework, the three parts of the sales framework, the sales script, everything's all in there. You can get it for free. It's 100% free. Just put your name and email, we'll ship it over to you. Salesandmindset.com slash free sales guide. And I I break down my my sales process. I talk about my sales script in there. Um, We used to have it as an order bump uh, for upsell. I don't think we have upsells on it anymore. We'll have to add that back. Actual word for word script. Anyway, go check that out. So I started going and I, I would go and I would follow this script. And it's the CGSC method, which is what I talk about in the Ultimate Sales Framework, the CGSC, it's con- c- command control uh, uh, of the conversation, gather the needed information, set up for the close and then close, right? That, that's this process that I follow. And so I would go and I would get on these sales calls and I would record them and I would follow this script and I would go back and I would analyze it. I was like, okay, that didn't work, that didn't work, that did work. What, what? And so I started to notice this pattern. So sales tip number three is to record all your sales calls and follow a script So that you can actually go back and analyze what's working and what's not. Which leads me to sales tip number four, which is I looked at this and I started noticing, okay, I was closing these people. I was not closing these people. They were the same type of person. They had the same problem. What was I doing different? And that's when I realized that all the ones that I was closing, I was telling stories to, and I was getting them to wrap their decision in emotion before I presented them my offer. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, see, we as humans... We, and you've probably heard Russell Brunson say this and Steve Larson say this, and I'm going to say it here as well. People buy with emotion and they justify with logic. They buy with emotion. They justify with logic. All right. If you go to the logic first, they will logic jumps themselves out of the sale. But if they can commit first with emotion, then when they go to the logic part, they will find the logic to match their emotional decision. All right. This is how every human works in every decision ever, Right. I could go and I could say, all right, I'm a big New England Patriots fan, right? This is my Patriots cup. I could go and I could say, okay, this cup is, I don't know. Let's just say this cup was $50. All right. I don't know how much it was. It was a present, but let's just say it was 50 bucks. Okay. I'm like, I'm a Patriots fan. This is my identity. I'm sold. On it. I need, I got to represent my team. I'm going to use it, right? Like I'm sold on it. And then after I go, okay, it's uh, yeah, it's totally worth $50. Then I'm going to start justifying, go, I'm going to use it a lot. It's good quality. It, you know, it's really part of who I am. I start to justify it with all these logical reasons. But if I was like 50 bucks, I don't need that cup. Then I would go and I'd use the logic, the same logic. I would go $50 is way too much money, right? Uh, I, I don't know. It's probably just the same as any other cup out there. And I would look at the exact same facts, the exact same data. And I would look at it from a different lens and I would use that logic to justify why I don't need it. But if I am emotionally sold on the fact that I'm a Patriots fan, that is is amazing, that this represents, this is part of who I am and I'm emotionally connected and this is my support for my team, then I'm gonna look at the facts and I'm gonna justify logic. Same thing is true when you're making 1,000, 10,000, 20,000, $50,000 deals, right? So I get my person sold. And this is why it's so important to separate the two of them, right? At the beginning, I get my person to admit they're in pain. I get my person to tell me where they wanna go. And then I sell them on the fact that they really need that that they want that end desire, that it isn't about the money, that it is about them being true to themselves, it's them committing to their business, it's that it's gonna change their life. Whatever, whatever reasons that they tell me that that they want that, and when I'm asking them about their family and why they're doing it, they're admitting to me with emotion. And then I take that emotion and I would tell, and the people that I would close, I would tell the story that w- would relate to them about how I went through that my own struggles and process to get that exact same result as well. So when people would tell me, man, I want these followers because I want to make an impact, because I want to make a difference. You know, I want to grow this Facebook group. I want to launch this podcast. I want to do whatever because it's going to help me grow my business. And because when I grow my business, I'm getting my message out there. I look at that and I go, I can relate to that. Okay, sweet. So I'm going to tell that story. I'm going to be like, oh man, just like you, just like you, I... I also wanted to create an impact, which is why I went into this, right? And I love it because when you go and when you get that result, it's this amazing feeling. And I would tell my story of what, what I went through and how, what it was amazing for me and I would get them sold on that. And then they'd be like, yes, I want that. And now they've wrapped their decision to move forward and said, yep, I'm, I'm all in on this. You ever have that where you're like, I don't even care what the price is, right? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you're buying a burger, right? And you're like, I am so hungry. I just need this burger. You're emotionally invested. You'd pay 10 bucks for that burger. Same thing is true here, right? You want that ice cream, what? You want the whatever, and then you justify it. Same thing here. I want those followers. I want that podcast. I want that product. I want whatever it is. You're emotionally sold on it. That emotion comes from asking them good questions, getting them to tell you why they want it, and then wrapping your own story about how you went through that same thing ethically. Don't lie, right? There's plenty of different ways to do this. Totally ethically. And then they relate to that and they go, yes, I relate to you. I trust you. I really want that. Let's talk price and details. And then they're going to justify that in their head. But I didn't realize that that's what I was doing until I recorded my sales calls. And then what I would go do is I would tell a story. And then if I didn't close the sale, I would go back and I'd listen to that story. And I'd be like, okay, where did I tell that story where I did close the sale? And I would go back and listen to that sales call. And I'd be like, okay, I told it better that way rather than this way. I'm going to tell it that way next time. And then I would go and I would make the sale. So step number four is wrap your... Uh, a prospect's decision in emotion get them to admit emotionally that they are sold and then you and you do that by telling a story all right wrap it into uh, wrap their decision in an emotion by telling a story that is tip number four and you're only going to know what stories are working if you follow a sales script you get the same have a, a similar pattern that you're following you record them and you can go back and listen to them all right so got one more let me recap here of where we're at for number one your job on a sales call is just like I did back with E, -E, just like E did to me, just like I do with all my prospects, get someone to admit they're in pain. Get that person to tell you where you want to go. Figure out like, okay, why do they want that? Why are their desires there? Then come in and present your offer in a way that shows that correlation between the two of them. Step number two, stop talking so much. Ask better questions. Shut up and make more sales, all right? Get them to talk, build that relationship trust with them so that they can go through and make a decision moving forward. Step number three, record all your sales calls so you can see what's working, what's not working. Tip number four is to wrap those um, decisions in an emotion by telling stories. And the way that you present your offer, the way that your offer came about, showing them how to get from pain to desire should all be done through storytelling, all right? And then tip Number five, when it comes to sales, this is the top five sales tips that every entrepreneur must have, must master if they want to be good at sales. Ah, All right. Before I tell you this, I got to tell you a story. I was selling services one time. All right. And I thought this is going to be awesome. I get them to go and I tell them about their store. I mean, I get them to admit that they're in pain that tell me where they want to go. I've wrapped it in desire. I've only talked 30% of the time. I'm rocking the sales call. I think this is a great, right? I think this is amazing and selling group launch. I mean, I'm selling uh, my social media services, right? And uh, the person, I'm like, this is a done deal in the bag, right? And then I go to present them the offer. Now, what this person was after was that they wanted to go and they wanted to launch a, a group. They wanted to create content so they could have an impact, and they were going to put out content there or whatnot. And and they wanted coaching through this, right? They wanted my package to come in and help them. I went through, and I all I needed to tell them was, "Hey, we offer a package that's going to show you how to launch the group, create content for the group, and I systemize that. Done deal." hand it over to him and they would have been super, super happy. But instead I started talking about the offer. I started talking about all the features and I started talking about, oh, we got this in there and this in there and this in there. And then they, they were like, oh, oh, that's included too. Oh, okay. And so then they, they started asking a little bit more and they were like, oh, well, okay. wait, What do you mean? You've got the emails you need to go out. Oh, okay. So we need to write emails too. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, that's part of the launch. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, we got to figure that out over here. And so I would start talking to them. And I, I told them more and more and more features about the offer. And the more features I told them, the less they liked the offer. And I was like, wait, no, this is exactly what you want. And they're like, ah, oh, man, this sounds like a lot of work. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm doing all of it. It doesn't, they're like, well, we have to think about this. We got to think about this. I don't know if it's a good time for our business. And I was like, what, what, what do you mean? It's not a good time. Like it's, I'm doing it. Like, that's what you're hiring me for. I'm telling you what I need from you. You're getting it back to me and I'm doing all the work. And they're like, you know what? I think we're just going to hold off on this right now because, you know, we, we're not sure if we have the time, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? What? My offer is literally perfect for you. Why would you back out? Well, turns out, you know, I, I follow up with them, you know, a couple weeks later. They ended up saying, no, they didn't buy. It. Follow up with them a couple weeks later. And I'm like, why? Like, what went wrong? Why didn't you buy? And they're like, honestly, Josh, like if you would have just told us that you could get us this result and go through and do it, then we would have bought. But you kind of confused us and you kind of scared us off with all these other features of the offer because that sounded like a lot of work to us. And that sounded like a lot of problems and a lot of things that we weren't ready for or couldn't think about right now or whatever. So we just kind of talked us out of it with all the features. I was like, but I was doing all those. They're like, yeah, but it was still scary. Like we didn't like, w- this is new to us. We don't, we don't know what that entails. If we just would have known about the part that we had to do, then we wouldn't have been worried. But like, you started telling us everything that you were gonna do and you started telling us all this other stuff and then that made us fear like, what if you messed up or what if you weren't able to do it or what if something went wrong on our side and we got scared of it? And I'm like, all right, but you now you don't have it. They're like, yeah, we kind of wish we would have you know had it, but like, this is the decision that we made, so we have to stick with it. And that's when I realized that you don't actually have to tell your people everything about the offer. You only need to tell them about the parts of the offer that they need to know. Because that person would have killed it with our Facebook group service. It would have done an amazing job. But I talked to them out of the sale because I made them worry that something could go wrong when. Those things never go, like, that's me, that's my team. That's, even if they went wrong, they wouldn't be the ones taking care of it. I would be the ones taking care of it. But they got scared, they got nervous because I gave them way too much information, way too much techno babble, and I scared them off of the services, even though it wouldn't have affected them at all. So tip number five is when you're selling, only sell the parts of the offer that need to be sold. You can deliver more than that and they'll be happy with it. But they don't need to know every single thing that they're getting because sometimes it will scare them off because it sounds like a lot even if they're not involved with it. And a lot of people get scared because they think they, oh, I don't have the time or oh this or whatever. So when you're talking about or to your customer, your prospect about your offer, the reason we ask them why they're in pain, the reason we ask them what their desires are, the reason we ask them why you know what's holding them back, why they want those things, the reason we gather all that information is so we know what they're after. And then we go back to our offer and, you know, let's say I offer seven things. There's a stack of seven things that come with my offer. If I know that they only want the core thing and like two of the other ones, I'm going to say, yes, you're going to get this. You're going to get this. You're going to get this. Now they're going to get all of it, but I'm showing them these are the ones that you're going to get, right? Same th- perfect example of this would be like uh, a, a car, right? I might be buying a sick Corvette. Let's say I want it was in the, the thing of a Corvette, but I'm buying the Corvette because I want to look cool. I want a fast car. And, uh, you know, Corvette's been a dream of mine. The the car dealer needs to come out and be like, hey, this Corvette is awesome. It's ready to go. We've done the oil checks. Everything is good, right? And drive it off the lot right now. But if he were to come out and be like, oh yeah, well, you know, some of the issues with this Corvette are this, or oh, this one goes here, or oh, we actually also went through and updated the the this part here. It's only on a warranty for two years, so after that you're going to be covered. Like it's the same exact offer, but now he's telling me all these things where I'm like, oh wait, I've got to change the oil. Well, well, yeah, but you have to do that in any car. Oh yeah, okay. Well, I guess that makes sense. Oh, I gotta. Oh, the warranties for two years, and then I got to think about it after that. Well, yeah, but a lot of cars don't even come with a warranty, so you know this is a brand, this is a used car with a warranty. Most used cars don't come with it. But he starts telling me all these things, and my brain starts to go, oh, I don't know if I want this. I, don't, I want it. I want the car. But now he scared me with all these other different things. When all he had to say was, here's the car. But he's gonna tell me about the transmission features and he's gonna tell me about the engine and he's gonna tell me about all these different things, and it's like that's not really what I'm buying. I just want the car. And like, yes, all those things are relevant, but they don't affect me. There's nothing that I have to worry about. The warranty's there regardless, right? That I gotta change the oil regard- you know what I mean? So Only sell what they need to be told. And then if they ask more questions, then ask them. I mean, then answer them. If they ask about the warranty, if they ask about any of the other things, be like, oh, yeah, we absolutely include that. We include that there as well. But if somebody doesn't have a concern about something, don't sell them it. If somebody is not worried about something, don't give them the ability to get worried about it, right? Go out there and present exactly the information that they need. Don't oversell it. So many people, and this is such a hard thing to break because. Your mind wants to go and be like, oh, here's everything that you need. If I show them all these different things, they're gonna think that's super, super awesome and amazing and then they're gonna wanna buy it. But in reality, they're not buying those seven other things. They're just buying these three core ones. And it will be hard. It'll be a shift because you're gonna be like, I did not give them enough information to make a decision. There's no way that they're gonna say yes. I only told them there's three things and we sell 10. And then they're gonna say yes. You're gonna be like, well, how did that work? And that's how it was for me. But until I just shut up, sold them exactly what they wanted, didn't confuse them with the other details of what we're gonna do unless they asked, then. I started making more money after I started doing those things. Yeah. After I started, yeah. After I started not selling those things, that's when I started making more money. Closing more sales, not confusing the customers. And keep in mind, most people that I sold that offer to, most people that would go in and I would present three things, even though I would deliver 10, they would buy it. And then I would deliver 10 things. And they were like, oh my gosh, this is so much more amazing than I thought, right? I, uh, Brad was this way, right? When he first, when I first hired or when he first hired me, I came in, I started doing all these other things. And he's like, dude, this is amazing. I was not expecting this or this or this. And I was like, yeah, because if I would have told you I would have done those things, it would have stressed you out. And he was like, yeah, honestly, if you would have told me those things, it would I would not have wanted to move forward with it. It would have freaked me out. But now that they're done, that is the biggest stress relief ever. Thank you so much. And so like most of your prospects, when they buy something and then you over-deliver five, six, seven things, they're gonna be like, that was amazing. I wasn't even expecting that. You went above and beyond. And that's gonna make them even happier. Plus, you're gonna close more sales. So it's a win-win for everybody, all right? Hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully that story uh, helped you as well. All right, guys, uh, that is all I've got for you. Go out there, close more sales, follow these tips. Actually, let me recap this for you. In fact, I think this will be a good Instagram clip for my, uh, my team. <laughs> what, what time limit are we at here? All right, um, so the top, I'm gonna do a recap here, all right? Let's, let's, let's go through and uh, recap the, the sales tips, all right? The top, Five sales tips that every entrepreneur must know and understand if they want to make money. All right, let's recap. Number one, you got to paint a picture for the person of where they are currently, where they want to be, and present your offer in a way that shows them that you can get them from point A to point B. This happens on the call. Okay, get them to verbally admit where they're at, why they're in pain, what they're struggling with, what their frustrations are, what they want change. Get them to verbally admit where they wanna be, what their goals are in very excruciating detail. The more detailed you get, the more crystal clear it becomes and the more you can show them exactly how you're gonna help them get there and then present your offer in a way that makes sense. That's number one. Number two, talk less, shut up, talk 30% of the call, have them talk 70%, ask better questions and you will make more sales, all right? Just like when I was talking for four hours, Right? It was a four hour sales call. I talked three hours. They talked an hour. I made a sale. I was closing 30%. I shut up and I went from talking for three hours to talking for like 20 to 30 minutes tops. They talked for 20, 30, 40 minutes and I would close twice the amount of sales in a quarter of the amount of time because I shut up and started asking better questions. All right? Ask better questions because when they're talking, that's building trust. You're controlling the conversation. Everybody wins. Shut up, talk less, have them talk more. You'll make more money. Number three. Number three is follow a sales script and record your calls. Because if you don't, just like me, I'm gonna go, I don't know why I'm closing this type of person not this type of person when they seem like the same person. I don't know what I do different. But when you record them and then you follow a script, now you have a control, you have something to base it off of. And when you test things, you can go, okay, this is where we're currently at. Is it better or worse than the results that we're getting here? And it will make you a much, much better salesman. Plus you can go back and listen to all your old calls and uh, yeah, you'll be a much better salesperson that way. All right, number four, wrap those decisions, wrap that decision that they're going to make in emotion, get them to emotionally admit that they want it, emotional connection to that result. And you do that by telling stories, tell stories, build trust and relationships through the stories of your own life about your product. The more stories that you tell, the more they're going to understand it, the more they're going to believe it's possible, the more they're going to want your product. All right. It's why I told this whole episode, I've just told you the story of how I, I learned all this. Why did I tell you the story? I told you the story so that you understood it. So that you're, Emotionally involved in what's going on, and you have those relatability points. I didn't just tell you facts. All right. I'm not even selling you anything. Same principle, though. And then number five, only say what needs to be said. Don't oversell your product because you will talk yourself out of the sale. All right. Figure out where they're at, step number one, and where they want to be, the emotional desire that they have, what they're really after, and then only sell the parts of your product that are going to get them interested and fulfill that emotional need that they have. And then over deliver with the rest of the parts of the product after the sale is over and they will love you forever, all right? Paint a picture of where they're at, where they wanna go. Show how your product fills the gap, that's one. Talk less, sell more. Get them to talk 70% of the time, build trust with them and uh, you'll sell more. Number three, follow a script and record your sales calls. Number four, wrap your decisions or wrap their decisions rather in emotion. And you do that by telling stories and building trust with them that way. And then number five, only say what needs to be said or sell what needs to be sold uh, of your offer. Don't talk them out of it. Guys, that is all I've got for you. If you follow these sales tips, let me go back to my prop here at the beginning, right? What? You will make more money, all right? You will, You like, it's. you just will. It's not a matter of, oh, I don't know. You know, I, I just, I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I have what it takes to sell. No. Well, I'm just little old me. Okay, the best salesperson in the world right now, you have no idea who that person is. If the best salesperson in the world got on the phone with your prospect, do you think they could sell them? Absolutely. Even if that your prospect had no clue who, you, who they were and they didn't tell them, do you think that they could sell them? Yes. The prospect doesn't care who you are. They don't know you. They don't know me. They don't know... I get on the phone people, with people all the time that have no idea who I am, right? Now, I'm to the point now where most of my, my stuff comes from, or most of my sales come from my audience, so you guys, and that's the power of content, which is why I preach content so much. It makes selling so much easier, but I can get on the sales call with somebody and I can go through and I can convince them to buy without them knowing who I am or that you know, I have a following or anything like that. The same thing is true with you. They don't know who you are. It doesn't matter if you're the best person in the world or not. If you can solve their problem, if you can build that trust, if you can build an emotion with them, emotional connection, they're gonna buy from you, all right? So don't worry. Sales doesn't care about you or sales don't care about you, whatever it is, which is a really, really good thing because it means that it's learnable. It means that you can go out there and have massive success with it. All right, guys, that's all I've got for you. As always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are gonna be the ones that change the world. Um, quick update. Today is, uh, this is Monday's episode. I am at a wedding later this week. My best friend is getting married. Uh, they had to cancel the whole wedding they had a bunch of people coming but obviously with the coronavirus they had to cut it down there's very very few people going but it's my best friend in the entire world I'm in the party so I'm leaving this Wednesday we will still have podcast episodes Uh, we pre-recorded some interviews and some really good epic content for Wednesday and Friday of this week so make sure to check them out Uh, Wednesday we've got this interview uh, with Janisha and uh, she is a lady she has 200,000 monthly paying customers 200,000 she's awesome did this interview a while back you want to check it out um I've never, never released this interview before. It's amazing. And then Friday, we got a good one for you as well. Check it out. Guys, if you're not yet subscribed, make sure to subscribe on YouTube, on iTunes, wherever it is that you're watching or listening, and leave a rating and a review if you can. i really appreciate it. If you want my free sales guide, salesandmindset.com slash free sales guide. That's www.salesandmindset.com slash free sales guide or link down in the description. I love you all, and I will see you on the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Peace.